Welcome to Dwell in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith by dwelling in God's Holy Word. Greetings. It is Wednesday. It is March 15th. Before we begin with Isaiah chapter 56 today, let's do another prayer from Fount of Heaven. Let us pray. No other power can be found to remedy the evil or the spirit of injustice that once dominated our race. But your compassion has reached us where we were and restored our lives, lives that had been ruined by violence and immoral living born from human passions. You displayed your restoration power openly, knowing that some would recognize and understand, others would not. Their brutish natures would lead them to rely only on the testimonies of their own senses. In the light of day, then, no one would find room for doubt. You demonstrated your blessed and wonderful healing power, restored the dead to life, and renewed the crippled with only a word. Can we then suppose that rendering the sea as firm as solid ground, calming the raging storm, and finally ascending into heaven, all while turning unbelief to faith by performing these wonders, demanded anything less than almighty power? Can we believe it was anything less than the work of God? O Christ, Savior of humanity, direct the words that celebrate who you are, and teach me to sound your praises. Amen. All right, as I said, we're going to be reading from Isaiah chapter 56 today. That is verse 1 through verse 12, the whole thing. Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, keep justice and do righteousness, for soon my salvation will come and my righteousness be revealed. Blessed is the man who does this, and the son of man who holds it fast, who keeps the Sabbath, not profaning it, and keeps his hand from doing any evil. Let not the foreigner who has joined himself to the Lord say, The Lord will surely separate me from his people. And let not the eunuch say, Behold, I am a dry tree. For thus says the Lord, To the eunuchs who keep my Sabbaths, who choose the things that please me, and hold fast my covenant, I will give in my house and within my walls a monument and a name, better than sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. And the foreigners who join themselves to the Lord to minister to him, to love the name of the Lord and to be his servants, everyone who keeps the Sabbath and does not profane it and holds fast my covenant. These I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. The Lord God, who gathers the outcasts of Israel, declares, I will gather yet others to him besides those already gathered. All you beasts of the field come to devour. All you beasts in the forest, his watchmen are blind. They are all without knowledge. They are all silent dogs. They cannot bark, dreaming, lying down, loving to slumber. The dogs have a mighty appetite. They never have enough. But they are shepherds who have no understanding. They have all turned to their own way, each to his own gain, one and all. Come, they say, let me get wine. Let us fill ourselves with strong drink, and tomorrow will be like this day, great beyond measure. As we look at Isaiah 56 today, we have two sections that are a real contrast to each other, aren't they? We have the foreigners who are receiving salvation. They have faith. They are trusting God. They are outsiders, but they are being made insiders through faith in God. Well, then we have the people who are seen as stewards here in the text of Isaiah. They are the ones who have been given the gift of being the people of God, and yet they are rejecting it. They are 
turning away from it. They are not doing what God has commanded them to do. So as we look at this, we see that there are these people who are not of the ethnic lineage that would require them to be the people of God. They are Gentiles. They are foreigners. They are outsiders. And it's important that we remember how big a deal this would have been. They they would not have even dreamed that this would be a common thing, right? It's we're the people of God. Uh, we are the ones who have these oracles from God. We are the ones who he blesses. The, the, the outsiders are unclean. They, they can't come near us, basically. But here, God is saying, you know, hey, let the people who who believe in me, let the people who set themselves apart, who keep the Sabbath, they are the ones that I am bringing to myself. So we see as we look at verse 3, let not the foreigner who has joined himself to the Lord say, the Lord will surely separate me from his people. That's a pretty big statement. Don't say this. They've been separated all the time. You would naturally think that, hey, sure, I believe in God. Sure, I believe in the one who is the one true God, the one who has made all these things. Sure, I believe in him, but I'll never be one of his people. And here God says, even though you're a Gentile, even though you're a foreigner, even though you're an outsider, don't say that you're going to be separated from my people. You essentially are one of my people. Why? Because you have faith, because you have kept my commands. And notice, in verse 8, the Lord God who gathers the outcasts of Israel declares, I will gather yet others to him besides those already gathered. What is this saying? It's saying that if God can bring back the outcasts, he can bring the outsiders to himself as well. There are more people who are his people just than the ones who he who are the outcasts of Israel. All people, all people groups, regardless of nationalities, God can bring to himself if he so deems fit in his sovereignty to do. And so we have this. We see this here, and we, we know this to be true because we as Gentiles have been brought to faith. But it's amazing what comes next. I I pointed it out already as we started. The contrast here. Notice, and you can see it in the headings that the ESV adds for us here. We have salvation for foreigners uh, above verse 1 here. Then we get down to the middle of the chapter, and before verse 9 it says, Israel's irresponsible leaders. Now you would think, these are the people of God. These are the people that he has put in positions of authority. You would think that they would be the ones who would have faith. They would be the ones who are understanding the the burden that God has put on them to be faithful, to proclaim his word, to protect his word, to protect his people. And so, is that the case? Well, we see in verse 10, I've highlighted here if you're watching on video, his watchmen are blind. Notice the word that is being used here. These leaders, they are watchmen. They're to look out for the people. They are, they are to be the guardians of this. But they're blind. They've volitionally closed their eyes to the truth of who God is. And, and they are rejecting it. They're, they're going off and doing their own thing. They're not concerned with the things of God. It says his watchmen are blind. They are all without knowledge. They are all silent dogs. They cannot bark, dreaming, lying down, loving to slumber. They become lazy in what the burden that God has given them. Uh, they don't 
speak out in in defense of God's word or in what the people are doing and and they are just as it says here without knowledge they are just lazy silent and for lack of a better word maybe dumb to what is happening around them they have rejected it and so what does it say at the end of this passage it says in verse 12 come they say let me get wine let us fill ourselves with strong drink and tomorrow will be like this day great beyond measure in their laziness, they sort of have an affluence here, maybe is a good way to put it. Uh, they are basically saying, come, let us eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we shall die. Let, let's only focus on the pleasures of this life. Let's only focus on these things. Let's not worry about the job that God has given us to be the custodians of his word, to be the custodians of his people, to be the watchmen of his people. And look at the contrast once again. We have people who are who are struggling, who are outsiders, and they are coming to faith. They are keeping the Sabbath, even though they aren't a Sabbath people, right? They, they don't know this. They're coming from the outside, but yet they're doing it. And yet the, the watchmen, the shepherds, the custodians that God has ordained, they have fallen to the wayside. They are more concerned with the pleasures that are in front of them. They're more concerned with this day. And then hey, maybe we can have another great day tomorrow. That is their focus. They can't see beyond what's in front of them, beyond the pleasure that is immediate. And so as we think about this, we need to remember that each of us, as those who are called by God, that we have been given the gift of faith. Yes, we are outsiders. We have been brought in. But once we are these insiders now because of faith in Christ, we have been given a burden haven't we? We are custodians of God's word. We are to proclaim God's word. We are to be shepherds of the people that God puts around us, whether that is our children, whether it's members of our family, uh, whether it is people in our community that we have been given this opportunity to care for. We have this opportunity. And in a time of affluence, it's really easy for us to focus on just what is in front of us, right? To just focus on today and have a good day tomorrow. But we're called to something more. We're called to be faithful stewards. And because God in Christ has given us this gift of faith, because he has saved us from the wrath of God, we should feel this, this burden to be proclaiming the word to others people, uh, other people. It's not just what is in front of us that matters. It is the great scope of ministering and, and thinking about beyond today, thinking about eternity, thinking about discipling, thinking about being good stewards of what God has blessed us. And that only includes the material goods he has given us, but also the people that he has given us to minister to. So may we be good stewards. May we be good watchmen of the word. May we be good shepherds of his people, that we might be an example and be those who build others up, that Christ might receive all the glory. Let's close up with a word of prayer. Trying God, we are so grateful that you bring outsiders to yourself because we know that that is us. We were separated from you in our sin and in our unbelief, and still you brought us to yourself. Bless us with faithfulness as we serve you, that we might be faithful watchmen who hold fast to your word and desire that we would be good stewards of the blessings that you have given to us. Today we lift up the missionaries and evangelists that our congregation supports in our own nation and in other parts of the world. 
We ask that you would bless them with fidelity to your word and courage to proclaim the good news of Christ and him crucified. We especially lift up to you the ministry of words of hope. As they reach out with their broadcast ministry to places where the gospel is silenced, we ask that the word of truth would permeate those places and bring the hope of true freedom in Christ to their ears that they might hear and believe. As we step out into your world, we ask that you would bless us with boldness to proclaim the gospel, that people may hear, and that the Holy Spirit would work in others to create faith and build up in faith those who you have brought to faith. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Okay, we are through Isaiah 56. We're getting close to the end of Isaiah. Tomorrow, well, not tomorrow, on Friday, we will be in Isaiah chapter 57. We will see you then. Thank you for joining us for Dwell in the Word. To learn more about First Reformed Church, head on over to our Facebook page or website, edgertonfrc.org.